0: Welcome to the Jamoti podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti podcast is powered by biology. What's your BSA score? The Bology Skill Assessment is the only verified skills metric endorsed by the NIA and NJCAA to discover and develop the best talent for your team. This 10-minute, 100-shot test can be taken for free today on the Bology mobile app. Elevate your game. What's the best thing that you've borrowed lately?
1: So, last summer, um, I heard about this book, uh, The Coach's Guide to Teaching. Did you hear about that, Doug? I have not. So he's basically, he's a teacher and he basically took all these classroom ideas and how they teach in the classroom and applied them to coaching. Um, and he's a soccer guy, you know, so it's a lot of soccer exams and stuff, but it's one of those things that like, it's a hard book to read. It's like a textbook, you know what I mean? And, and then he'll have links, but like he has a website. So he has these links in the in chapter. So you can go to the website, click on this link, you can watch an example of what he's talking about. And, oh, wow. And the resources he's—I mean, he has rugby coaches and women's basketball coaches and basketball, and soccer stuff—and it's just, you know, there's a great video of they follow Pete Carroll down, you know, in Seattle at one time. And, but I mean, it, the 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 book opens with this: the the most important skill coaches have is giving feedback, mm. and how many coaches practice it? It kind of punched me in the gut, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, oh, man. And the biggest thing that really hit home was. How much are you how much are you giving them whenever you stop? So if you stop the team to talk, how much are you giving them? So say I tell them four things. Say so say we're not blocking out, we gotta look down the floor, we gotta feed the posts and see how controlling your drives. Okay. So now when they start playing again, I have to watch every kid and who's doing those one of those four because they're not all gonna do all four things. Yeah. You know, so whichever one I this whichever one's the most important that I'm hitting on, okay, I, I maybe I'll hit that, but then I'm telling those kids I don't really care about those other three things. Or I can't hold, hold them accountable for those other three things because all I'm doing is talking about this. And, and so when you stop and you say one thing, now everybody knows we're looking for that. And then you better, you better comment on it again or you're telling those kids this isn't really that important. I just said it because I was feeling emotional at the time. But just that idea of being really deliberate about your foot feedback. Every time you stop, I mean, just flip my head, man. It was almost like I almost overdid it, you know. I think, but but it's just.
0: Uh. How do you How do you feel like you overdid it?
1: Where I just I I, I I'd hold back other stuff, yeah. you know. What I mean, I was I, I. There's other things that I think our kids can handle that are staples in the program. You know, that's kind of the thing I learned was like they know you got to sprint back on defense. So I, I'd hold out on that one because we're talking about looking down the floor. Whereas they can, they know they got to sprint back. You know what I mean? They can, yeah. they can, yeah. can handle their. So sort of like figuring out which kind of feedback you can throw in there with the thing you're focusing on to help tie it together a little bit. You know, but but whatever. And it's just that idea of being a little more self critical on how you're coaching and how your is just basically is your gym a good learning environment? Yeah, it was the question and. You know every page I read. You should see this book, man. It's just got writing on every page. Yeah,
0: I, I wrote it down. I'm going to check it out because I think oh, I think God. you're right yeah. on the money. With first of all, uh, coaches in general, we 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 all everything we're about to tell our players, we it's gold, and we believe that they need all of it, and every, and, and that they'll actually absorb all of it. They are maybe listening to the first thing, possibly the second thing, if, like you said, if it's a standard that they, it just has been hit, we've been hit over the head with it again and again and again. But one of the things that was, that helped me out was working for point guard college for PGC. I directed them yeah. for five years, mono Watts of the president came to my very first session and I wasn't prepared. I actually thought I was just going to be observing because I was training to become a director. And the dudes just threw me in and said, hey, you're going to do this gym session. Well, I thought, I've, I've been a coach for years now. I can do this. And so I was watching the gym, you know, and I blow my whistle, coach something, blow my whistle, coach something. And I hit so many different things throughout. And Mono's just standing over there. Have you ever met him, Moto Watsa? I mean, he's incredible, but he, he's he's just, he's standing there taking notes and he said, you're, you talked way too much. And he said, you you need to give them one thing, like, like kind of like what you just said, one thing that they really need. And I think what that'll do is for coaches is, it'll make us be better. We have to know what is really important uh, for these guys
1: yeah well, and that's the thing. it also helps you focus in on okay, we're we are really going to work on this, and that's the thing the whole team needs and then you know i got a I got an assistant who's I, I, this is a human you know he's probably better than I am at a lot of things he really is, and um but he's now free to kind of wander around and grab guys and and give them individual things kind of on their own. you know what I mean and say hey when yeah. we're doing this, and so the coaching becomes more specific, you know and um it's just been it was I thought it was really helpful. There's certain days where I could really see the benefit. And there's certain days I overthought it. I was trying to do too much and I mean I was trying to do it too much. You know what I mean? I was yeah, trying to, yeah. But because I mean this book, like I said, it was just like every page you read is like, oh, been doing it wrong, oh, I've been doing that wrong, up oh, been doing that wrong. And then um, you know, I think last year like now we're 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 working hard to kind of find that balance. Um of of what our kids already know what we can do and how we can we can bring it along um but even then so this is cool this, and this was great is you you do a defense able garden pick and roll this way this way we're working okay hard hit, you gotta do this you gotta do this you got to do this so you play and then you move on to something else to so say okay now we're gonna work on beating the post so we will be the post you come back to 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 ball screen so it's like you give them the idea in, in the classroom is you know you just give them just enough time to forget and then you make him bring them back on the road. You don't go back over. It's, okay, ball screen's now. Let's go. And, man, that really – you can wow. see it. Like the, the difference. So, like, the next day when we do it or would happen, we had a better understanding a little bit because, you know, if you work on something the first hour of practice on Monday and it doesn't come up again until Tuesday later, they're going to mess it up, mm-hmm. you know, and in a way you don't like. But if you do it on Monday, then you sneak back in and do it again on Monday, then you sneak back in and do it again on Tuesday, and then on you do at the end of practice Tuesday, they're gonna mess it up. But it's in a way you can see why they yeah. mess it up, and there's a there's a purpose to how they mess it up. You know, and it's I'll, better yeah. mistakes. You know what I mean? It's better yeah. mistakes. So they're,
0: they're farther along in it every time that they're visiting it again. Uh, yeah. I think that I think that's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is Bob, and he's he's on a couple podcasts too. He just made me he made me feel terrible, you know, <laughs> and motivated at the same time. Yeah. That, that's a bad thing to feel. You know, I mean, you're getting all this good information, but like, my, I have like 30 pages of notes on this book, and I was just like,
0: I think though, there's another part of this though that I don't want to miss is it it has to do with you. I think that's how long have you been a head coach?
1: Um, I've been a Jesuit for 14 years. Okay, I was I was a women's division three coach right out of college. You know, my second year out of college for
0: two years. So So. you've been doing it. You've been doing this for a long time. But the the ability or your willingness to pick up a book to learn something new to to not be so stuck in your like I feel like I, sometimes I'm very stuck in my ways and when somebody challenges me with something that I could be doing better I, I almost I have this feeling of uh, you know what don't 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 you tell don't me that. don't tell That's me that. how to ch- it, it's almost like we want our play- we want our players to be coachable and to be open to learn new things and adapt and try new things. But how often as coaches are we putting ourselves in those positions? So, man, I just want to celebrate you for, for doing okay. that and, and going through that process.
1: Well, I can, tell you where, I can tell you exactly the moment that that started was I was the same way. Like if, if someone said I might be doing something, like I have another assistant who's a science teacher who – he's a science teacher. and he's, he's got a PhD. He'll be the first one to tell you. And, but like his, his knee jerk is to argue with you. To so anything you're doing they'll just be like well, why are you doing it like that and wouldn't this be a better way to do it and then like you'll have this argument or discussion whatever word you want to use but i'll get all fired up yeah. and at the end you're like yeah i agree with yeah, you i just want to see what you thought." i mean you just walk out the door you know and like but you have guys like that it's just it's, it's great to have them but we had i can't remember what year it was but we won district one year and it was a tie we tied with someone else but it was a, a district i didn't think going in that was not what a realistic expectation i thought to, to to finish in the in first in this district i thought third maybe maybe i'll be up the bubble for playoffs would be great you know and i'm driving home after the game and i thought to myself man maybe i'm good at this like i literally thought that i remember that popping into my head and the next three years we lost the first round two of those three years to teams we had beat before and I honestly think it's because most of the kids on our team were ready for the season to be over. Hmm. And I think it's because I had that moment of, you're good at this, bro. Don't change anything. And so, like, every year, every year from that moment on, it's what what didn't work. Yeah. What what it could have been better. And, for instance, like, you got a team of 11 kids. And then you have a team of 14 kids. You can't coach a team of – you can't coach a 14-man roster the same as you coach a man roster. Like, I did things like that. It just Same approach, same everything. It just – it wears them down, you know. Yeah. And, like, you have a team of 11, you go for an hour and a half, you're going hard the whole time, and then but – but, you know, four of those kids want to play in college, so they love it. They want to do it like that. Or Or you have a very clear top seven one year, and then the next year you have 12, really, that you're flipping coins, you know, and – they all got to be managed differently. You got to handle practice differently. You got to have meetings differently. And I, I wasn't—I wasn't open to it. I was doing things. I was doing things the same way, and, and it made me real paranoid. <laughs> you
0: yeah. yeah. I think that there's a—that's a great question. Of is it—is it system? Do you have a system that you are going to run? And system isn't just on the floor, but a way of doing things no matter what your personnel have says or will your system adjust to the players that you have that year. And I think, I think uh, that's a great reminder that you had right there that uh, to self evaluate after the season, but also not get stuck in that mode or rut of, Hey, it worked last year. So why not just replicate that again? No, like, you know, be where your feet are, have your eyes open and be ready to adjust and change depending on their needs. I think it's a great reminder.
1: Brand new every year, right? Every year you're starting right over. Like when they come back in August, it's brand new again, you know.
0: Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamodi podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.